Welcome to Solving Temporary Staffing Problems, the only podcast which helps you create winning MSP VMS programs that are efficient, comprehensive, and save you millions. Learn to enhance your current VMS MSP program or simply build your own with the absolute authorities in temporary staffing. first episode of Solving Temporary Staffing Problems. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean-Paul Renard. And today we're going to be talking about cutting your cost by inverting your inverting your invoices. <laughs> That's a mouthful too. So how's your day going? That's how mine's going. <laughs> it's almost Friday. Okay. It's almost Friday. We're yeah. almost there for you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great topic. Cool. So what is inverting invoicing? For people like me, we're not entirely sure. Oh, okay, cool. So inverting invoicing is the ability to work with vendor population in the staffing world. And instead of receiving invoices directly from the staffing supplier, you yourself as the corporation are creating the invoice and sending the invoice directly to your staffing supplier and letting them know, we're going to pay you X. So it's the inversion of that process where instead of them providing you the invoice, you're providing to them the invoice, okay, Okay, right? It's kind of in reverse. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what's like the basics of what that does for you? Yeah. So the, the, the whole point of inverting invoicing and controlling that process is to potentially cut your cost. So there is a enormous amount of loss that occurs when invoicing is occurring from the staffing supplier. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean that the staffing supplier is trying to do something uh, inappropriate. It's just a process. It's a business process that's that's flawed. So what it will do is if you can control invoicing and create an inverting invoicing environment, what you're going to do is cut your cost. 25% of additional cost is incurred to corporations today just from discrepancies in invoicing. So there are three major things that I recommend that you do. Okay, so like before I get into it, Brie, the and by the way, it's good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> <Been> a minute. <laughs> um, the there's three major things, right? So the, the 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 spirit of our podcast in regards to you know an MSP and building an MSP internally or vendor management software. Um, is to teach our corporate world um, on how to accomplish these tasks effectively with or without a managed service provider. So you can do a lot of these things on your own, um, or you can enhance your current managed service provider by giving them information on, hey, I'd like to change my process to this, mm-hmm. or potentially in your vetting process of finding a managed service provider or vendor management technology along with a managed service provider, you know what questions to ask and how to architect these programs. So our goal is to provide um, corporations the tools and how to accomplish that. So right. this inverting invoicing is a big thing. Yeah. Right? There, yeah. right. And there's three major things in regards to that, right? So how do we do this? So one, we're going to figure out how to track time properly. So tracking time properly is a critical component and it is the inception of ensuring the output. So tracking time, whether it be tracking time with a time clock or whether it be tracking time with a web portal. But we want to be able to track time and we're going to talk about that a bit more. 
We want to be able to integrate that timekeeping system, whether it be in a web, web portal or in a clock environment, into our financial software or our vendor management technology software. It's got to be able to integrate. This is a really, really critical step uh, because basically it's going to grab the hours in an approval environment and ensure that those are the only hours that are potentially being billed. And then we're going to take the, the, the last step, the output of all of that, is to be able to generate an invoice on behalf of the supplier base. So and push, out the, push out that invoice to the supplier base so that we're controlling that environment. So that's the, the, the crux of it, is really those three items. And I'll briefly talk about each of those items, and then I'll, maybe we can talk a little bit about the difference if you have a technology in place and if you don't. Yeah. So one question. Does a, an MSP, a managed service provider, do all MSPs do inverting invoicing? Yeah. So I, the, the, the honest answer to that is I don't know. Mm. You know, I'm not sure. They all should. Um, so it's a, I think it's probably uh, the single most important item um, in regards to cutting cost okay. and ensuring that companies are protecting their wallet. Yeah. And that's our job. Our job is to protect their wallet um, and ensure that there is a safe, secure way that you know tra- financial transactions are happening. Whether they do or don't, don't breathe, I'm really not sure. I would yeah. hope that that is you know a critical part of their strategy, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Either way, to me, it sounds like when you're scaling a VMS, a vendor management software, is a solution that's really good to look at at least. So let's talk about a little bit of the differences between that software environment, which you're recommending, which does yeah. the inverting invoicing and all of these things for you, your three points, yeah, um, and and maybe some kind of manual way of doing things or an internal just finance software. Yeah. Like, let's talk about the differences there. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, so, so first and foremost, there's a lot of things that companies can do without even hiring a, a managed service provider. We'll use the acronym MSP an MSP or a vendor management technology. I mean, both of them are, are, I feel are very valuable and can add a lot, but not every environment needs that. So to your point, what, what are the comparisons? Let's say you're a company that doesn't have a technology um, and to a comparison that does, uses, does use a, a vendor management technology today. So I wrote down some things that I think would be really helpful in this podcast. So one, you know, let's call this VMS software versus in-house software. Okay. So every major corporation uses some type of financial software. Yeah. Right. They're all using something like a QuickBooks or like right from a QuickBooks all the way up to an SAP. Okay. Right. You know, yeah. and everything in between. Yeah. Right. They're all using something. So can you integrate? Which is a critical component here. You, you figured out you needed a clock in order to track time. Can you integrate that clock um, in a VMS environment? Yes, you can. That's a critical piece. Can you integrate it directly into your SAP, for example? The answer is yes. Most companies don't know that. They think that they have to use a VMS technology in order to accomplish that. You don't. There are ways to integrate that and to, to do that important capture to do inverting invoicing. Can it manage bill rates? So VMS technology not only captures information of time, and the resource, but it also manages bill rates and the rules around bill rates. So, OT rules, um, uh, you know, they're different within the states, for example. Um, all those bill rates. Can uh, your internal system do that as well? SAP, let's say, if you're capturing time and now you need to match it up into bill rates, maybe. 
Okay. Possibly. Yeah. So you have to look at the software that you have, whether it be, again, SAP or whether it be an SAP product like SuccessFactors or whether you're using Workday and see if you can create a particular job code that's for temp labor that matches out bill rates. I'm, I'm going to tell you that probably the answer is yes. And maybe one of our viewers can chime in and provide us some of that information as well. So I'm going to give it a maybe. Yeah. There's a possibility that can happen. Okay. Creates invoices. So, right, we're talking about inverting invoices. Yeah. We've grabbed time from a time clock or a web portal. We've imported it. Potentially, it matched up properly with the bill rates. Can it, can we create an invoice, an inverted invoice in, uh, in a VMS system? Absolutely. VMS, that's the critical uh, piece that it does, right? It's, it, it's, it's handling that entire financial piece. Can it happen in, um, in our exterior software without a VMS? Yes, you can. Okay. You can create that environment in most financial softwares. So you can integrate it, capture potentially capture the bill rate, and create an invoice right within that system. Do you need a VMS technology for that? Not necessarily. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay, so there's a really big component here in finance on like, okay, I'm capturing all this information. Uh, let's say I'm using a time clock. I'm marrying up an individual to a specific GL code, which potentially is very important for finance. Can I capture that information and populate that inside of my financial software in a VMS environment? The answer is yes, 100%. It does that. It captures things down all the way from GL code strings to cost codes, and it'll populate a financial software automatically. So you don't have to input that invoice. Can you do that yourself currently and capture GL codes, if you're using a time clock or a web portal clock, yes, you can. No. <laughs> 100%. 100%. It requires a little work, a little engineering on, on the company's side, but you don't necessarily have to have a VMS technology in place to accomplish that. Okay. VMS is built for that, so it'll do it efficiently and easily, mm -hmm. but you can potentially do that on your own. So you don't need a VMS to track time to integrate with your finance software. That's right or to generate an invoice. So what here, where is the benefit to using a VMS? Is there one? There are, there are many benefits around using a technology that's specific to managing contract labor from requisition to invoice and everything in between. We're just talking about one of the most critical components, which is inverting of invoices. Okay. So if we're looking to solve that problem, which yeah. is, Solving temporary staffing problems, right? Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's us <laughs> over there. <laughs> Great picks. <laughs> do I look like her? Absolutely. <laughs> no question. Him and me, maybe. Neck is a little thinner, but that's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so what we want to be able to do in, is, is, is if we're looking at this, Vendor management technology will solve a numerous amount of problems around managing contract labor. But what happens is the calls that I get is like I want to deploy a vendor management solution or an MSP, but I don't have enough traction in my company. You know, it's it's you know there's politics in my company, or it's hard to change, and I want to give uh, these companies the tools to say, okay, if we're not ready to move in that direction, maybe there's stuff that we can do internally because we can't get the traction to get this technology in in order to solve some of these problems. And inverting invoicing is one of them. There is one critical thing though, which is really important to note in this, 
that in just the, just the topic of inverting invoicing that your internal systems won't do that a VMS will do. Okay. So we've said yes, 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 and potentially a maybe to probably yes, right? Okay. The one thing that it won't do that a VMS technology will do is the importing and exporting of the resource. So let me explain what that is. Meaning a resource, what is So that? the resource is the temp staffing person that's working for us as a temp. Mm -hmm. When they need to come into the clock or web portal, and then potentially go into that software, the finance software, and now that finance software or HRES software creates that person. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a VMS in place, that process is manual. Ah, uh, so it's the automation of it. Correct. Which is the benefit. Correct. Which is why typically people, when they're scaling up, getting bigger and bigger, you don't want to be doing all these manual processes Correct. every day, potentially, when you're getting new people. That's right. And it will cost you money, not only just in the efficiency, Got it. but when you're what, what you do when you have an HRS system or you have a timekeeping system, you're buying licensing of seats. Yeah. So if you're not managing those seats, you're over-purchasing seats. Mm. And then you wind up spending more money than you should. And we don't oh. want to do that. So if you have an automated process, what a vendor management technology typically does is they send a feed to create the person in the clock, mm -hmm. create the person in the HRAS or finance system itself. And then, so that happens automatically. The company never has to touch anything for yeah. that to happen. But when the person is offboarded, it automatically does that too. It takes off the it, license. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. it opens up that seat. Yeah. So there's a control of cost there as well. It makes your price point completely flexible. Absolutely. And yeah. you're controlling it. And again, yeah. this is all about being able to cut your costs and there are multiple components in this yeah. right? that you have to take into consideration. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you for that comparison. You see how brilliant I am? Yeah. <laughs> you own one of these software companies No, well, maybe. <laughs> I'm suspicious of you. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, my, oh my, my goal is to continue to educate our corporate partners and the business and the industry so that they're making wise decisions on what they should purchase and what they shouldn't purchase and what they can do on their own and, yeah. and what they probably should use a resource to do. Yeah. And as long as we can do that and we can contribute to our corporate partners and, and to the industry itself, I think we'll be really successful. Okay, awesome. So in, in on the topic of inverting or invoicing itself, to kind of conclude here, yeah. if you could, in a conclusion, kind of just summarize yeah. the main benefits of inverting invoicing. Okay. What, right. what, whichever environment you're doing it in, yeah. what's, what's the main benefit? Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. So, one, you're going to limit or, or just completely erase the necessity to reconcile invoices. I mean, that's a huge thing. So, if you go to any AP department, accounts payable department, and they get these stacks of invoices from their suppliers, they have to now reconcile them. They absolutely hate it. Yeah. It's a lot of work and it's difficult to reconcile. And there's a lot of room for a human error. A lot of room yeah. for it. In an inverting invoicing environment, it's eliminated. Mm -hmm. So the reconciliation is more for your own peace of mind. Is this working? But the truth is, it's going to be 100% reconciliation okay. or very, very close to it. Okay. So that's number one. It'll eliminate, you just mentioned it, those, that, those human errors around invoice discrepancies. Mm. So that those invoice discrepancies that you can potentially get from your suppliers, that all goes away. So that 20, 25% loss, which is about the estimate and discrepancies, you're going to save right off the bat. 
it's going to go away. So there's a that's a huge benefit for the obvious, right? Yeah. 20, 25%, yeah. not just the efficiency, but also the, the hard cost savings in that. Yeah. And the the most important, obviously, and I'm looking at my notes, is is to cut your overall cost. That's the whole the whole point of this. Is how do we control and cut our cost? By con- by controlling timekeeping, integrating your VMS or your internal payroll, I mean your internal uh, finance or HRS system. Uh, with timekeeping, and then invoicing your supplier directly, you can expect potentially you're going to cut 20 to 25% of your cost. Yeah. And if you're spending a lot of money in temporary staffing, 20 to 25% is a significant number. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we have cut right to the point with a lot of this stuff. It seems pretty straightforward. But if anybody has like a unique situation that raises a question that maybe we, we didn't cover in detail, yeah. uh, where should they contact yeah. us? Yeah, so if, they ha- if, if anyone has any questions around this, please feel free to email me directly. You can email me at the letter J and then Renard, R-E-N-A-R-D, at D as in David, W, S like Sam, Worldwide. Dot com says dwsworldwide.com cool. and i'm always help uh, i'm always happy to get to to field questions i get hundreds of emails during the week with questions and that's why i thought that the podcast would be so effective because maybe if i can talk about these things um, every week then maybe i can limit the amount of emails that i yeah. get for yeah. these questions but if you do have a question uh, please feel free to email me directly, and I am glad to provide you as much information as possible. Cool, and we'll even link that email in the description of the podcast or the video. Um, and then if you put in the subject line, solving temporary staffing problems, um, That'd be awesome. that would be super, super helpful for us to get you answered as soon as possible. So this has been our first episode <laughs> of Solving Temporary Staffing Problems. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean-Paul Renard. And we will talk to you guys next time.